Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. So, you know, we like to uh, keep up with the action outside of the show. We podcast to you every week. We love that you tune in and listen to our jive about the movie of the week, whatever's going on. We're ripping open stockings. You know, it's that time of the year. So we're bringing you another stocking stuffer with Supergirl 1984. We'll get into that in a second, but we got to back the train up a little bit because we send these messages back and forth. And then, like, I don't even know what I was talking about, but I had to send, unsend. Send, unsend. <laughs> so fast. Like, let's not let them see this notification. I don't know. Wrong chat room. <clears throat> and, of course, I sent it out to my fellow podcasters here, Jordan Savage and Danger Save, the other day. Um, and so then Jordan responded back with, like, oh, yeah. What did, what did you say? Something like, you do have to send, unsend. And, uh, well, uh, I don't know what the original post was about, but yeah. there was a lot of send, unsend. So you didn't see it. No delete, problem, then. Delete. I'm not in, I'm not in trouble. You didn't see the message. Yep, I didn't see the message at all. You so. can't see it, but she's like pre-blushing. <laughs> I know it looks like I am. It she has like a face mask feet. or something, like some kind of <laughs> chemical peel or beauty product or something. We're rolling anyway. with it. But yeah, but Jordan says there's a lot of flying around of send and send these days, and I'm like, yeah, like you're. <laughs> if you send a personal message in a business environment or a business message in a personal environment, you just never know what's going to happen to your butt. I do love the good old air quotes. Wrong chat. Wrong, wrong chat. chat. Yes, right. So many guys, wrong chat. Yeah. <laughs> like, that'll okay. absolve me of all legal obligations. We're not, you know, like, I'm not in any legal... Like, like, yeah, okay, that remedies the whole situation. Uh, that's like a, a plot for, like, a White Lotus or something show. If, if you don't know what that is show, it's, like, on HBO, folks. I'm, I'm Now I'm getting super sidetracked, because the other thing, I, the scandalous thing I want to talk about was Fashion Week. Jordan's, like, dropping her Facebook stories, and it's, like, this lady's getting a dress sprayed on. It looks like spray paint, but then it turns into like what looks like a spider webby material. Mm-hmm. And so my only thought about Fashion Week is like every time I see something on there that's not it's not practical fashion. Like, so wait, it's like so the best fashion designers in the world, they're like at Milan or something and they're doing the runway and they got all these things. But then it's like clothes that you would never actually wear ever in the course of your life. Like. Oh my gosh, I'm rock climbing and my dress fell off. Please spray on a dress for me so I'm not dangling in the wind. Like, like what? Like, you're never going to... And then, like, how much does it cost? You're like, oh, yeah, the spray paint itself is, like, you know, $10,000. And uh, I- I'm just making this up because I don't really know. Because, again, a Facebook story is 15 seconds, tells you no details. It's just, like, literally, like here's a runway model and they're spraying some material on her out of these hoses that look like they're spray painting a car. Yeah. But you do bring up a good point. Who knows what practical function will come out of that one dress that was on, mm. Bella, that was sprayed on Bella Hadid. So. 
Oh, she's a super famous model. I didn't even that? pay attention to who I was. Who it was? Mm-hmm. I was just like fascinated by the technology, the science, folks. Mm-hmm. The science of it all. Yep, she's stunning, and I want to know what that material is. I don't know why I think of like, I don't know what you would see mm. as if you got a bunch of toilet paper wet or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's got to be made out of like glowworm material or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. It's unnatural. It is. <laughs> or, or maybe it is from nature. Maybe it's completely 100% organic. I don't know. Who knows? Um, the home video headlines are kind of light this week, folks. I don't really have anything. Unfortunately, Kirstie Alley died. She's from the 80s. She was still in some shows. Uh, she was great on Cheers. She's also the mom on Luke Who's Talking. Like, go back and watch those movies. Uh, that's where she struck up a friendship with John Travolta. Check that out. Um now, if anybody thinks that steaks are a great stocking stuffer, meat is always good for the holidays. So let's get everyone free or discounted steak from omahasteak.com. Punch in that code binge. 50% off their tender, juicy, flash-frozen steaks for the whole family and for Jordan and her friends. Mm. Now, it sounds like I'm making this up because every week I make a fake ad and drop it throughout the show. Say, like, go here and get this. But, you know, go and find out and then see if you can get a steak. And then, uh, you know. If you're listening to like the Binge Watchers audio experience, you might be hearing a lot more about steaks and me and Johnny Spoiler and steaks. But I just thought, you know, through the viewing and watching public, they need to hear about these steaks that may be floating out there for them to get. <laughs> let's find out. It's a holiday mystery. I don't know. Um, let's see. Dangerous details. Dave isn't here. Dave died. Sorry. Had to break the news to you. We might be able to resurrect him with holiday magic. We'll find out next week. Um, we'll just keep the train moving. Tonight's movie is Supergirl 1984. Helen Slater, man. She's a great Supergirl. Basically, it's kind of like Supergirl and some witch have a beef because, you know, that's her boy. Like, she doesn't want her boy stolen by a witch. And the witch is like, I saw, I had him first. He's my man. I'm going to use all the black magic I got to stop you, Supergirl. Let's go. And then it's just like a cat fight. And it doesn't bother me. I, <laughs> like, I'm on board. But here's what I can tell you. I do have dangerous facts, Jordan. I I I stood in for Dave. I got some stuff about this movie. Okay? I'm ready um, for them. They better be dangerous. I think they're scandalous, for sure. Scandalous spoilers. Okay? All right. Uh, Jeanette um, Zarke? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, the director of Jaws 2 and a uh, drama called Somewhere in Time directed Supergirl 1984. And David O'Dell, who's a great writer wrote the script he wrote dark crystal he wrote a bunch of tales from the dark side and also the monster show which is like an anthology show filled with monsters if you can believe that even though it's called monsters and um it takes place in the christopher reeve superman universe between superman 3 and superman 4 they were going to have a superman cameo but christopher reeve was unavailable and then the franchise after superman or maybe I think it's sold to Canon Film Group, and then Warner Brothers doesn't actually get the rights back to the Superman and Supergirl until like 2006. Dangerous enough? That was dangerous. So dangerous. <laughs> I was talking to Dave about how you're so long winded. I was like, just get us the good stuff and move on, Dave. Just give <laughs> us the, like, trim the fat. Just give us the highlights and then move on. Um, we have no messages this week. Again, they're doing something where there's an audio experience and a video experience, and I don't know, the podcast somewhere in between. Um, no automatic ads are airing somewhere in the cloud. I don't know. And uh, But you can rent Supergirl 1984 because we're going to drop a link in the podcast description with like our 
Amazon influencer link or something so they can rent a movie. We'll do that. Yeah. Heck yeah. And they should. It's so obviously the audience kind of knows, can already probably see which way I'm going with this. But anyway, um, we'll dive right into our favorite bits. Oh my like goodness. Jordan's oh, whole thing. It really is. It's my favorite part of the show because it's the bits. Um, I would say, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen, okay, off topic, Steven yeah. Universe. It, it's a, such oh, a Steven cute... Universe is awesome. It's one of those like Cartoon Network shows where there's like magic. Yeah. And he goes to the donut shop and he's always demanding mm. for the bits. He's the bits, the, the... bits. <laughs> oh, that's what flashes through my brain every single time it's time for the bits, but. Oh, that's funny. Um, I would say, like, right off the bat, one of my favorite bits is when uh, Kara just, like, arrives on Earth or, I guess, like, the right side of Earth because she has to travel from inner space. But she realizes that she's, like, has superpowers and she's Mm. crushing the rock and she's being able to float. And it just gave me some major, like, Gene Wilder, Willy Wonka kind of vibes. So, um, thought that was great, but ultimately my favorite parts or really more of roles in the movie is um, Selena and Bianca, the evil witches. I love like their transformation from their first layer being in the fun house and just like all the scenes throughout the fun house and how she just gets more and more fabulous as she grows more and more dangerous. And I like love all of her costumes and She's she's a bad bee. So love her, love her sort of sidekick, um, Bianca too. And yeah. um, I thought those two are great. Well, um uh Selena, who's the antagonist, is played by Faye Dunaway, who's a great actress, and she's in um she plays uh Joan Crawford in a movie that's like based on like the Joan Crawford scandals. Joan Crawford is like a uh golden era Hollywood actress. Um like uh Whatever Happened to Baby Jane is a movie about Joan Crawford and her sister. And then, like, Faye Dunaway played um, in a movie about the real, like, not the character that Joan Crawford played in Baby Jane, but, like, what was going on in Joan Crawford's actual mm. life. Like, she was, like, a lunatic, but, <laughs> but you know, well, she had a lot of issues, let's just say that, right? right. I don't want to be judgmental. I'm not trying to be judgmental, folks, but there's a lot of stuff going on with Joan Crawford. Look her up, Google it, whatever. Watch either of these movies, baby. Whatever happened to Baby Jane, or, um, you know, uh, Faye Dunaway plays Joan Crawford, and it's like a really good uh, adaptation of a real person. Anyway, uh, just I'm just trying to say that Faye Dunaway is a good actress. That's all I'm trying to really say. I mean, she's so I can, stunning. She's yeah. absolutely gorgeous. So that is really nice part of the and film. You, you <laughs> and and you buy her in this movie. That's the thing. Like, she's not so comic booky in this movie. Like, you believe her. That's the thing. You believe what she's doing, and like that. And, 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 you know, she, she wants a man, but she goes about it the wrong way. What are you going to say? What are you going to do? <laughs> like, they didn't have Tinder back then. You know, He's they a to, snack. Yeah. They had to use magical <laughs> powers and science and, and phantom zones, which is my favorite part, actually. Uh, Supergirl. It's funny, like, you know, Jordan did the research or, like, remembered her name. Like, well, it's it's Kara L because she's from the House of L, which is the same family. She's, like, Superman's cousin. But, um, and, like, takes the name Kent. Like, Laura Kent is, like, her, like, fake identity or whatever but like i just have called a supergirl forever because like it's this movie is so synonymous in my mind of like what supergirl is like and i've seen this i don't know like 20 times or something and and this um nothing really to spoil it's like spoiler alert she goes to the phantom zone which is like an alternate dimension where they lock away all the super baddies and she gets stuck there and she has like this black ooze all over her, and then like her 
weird uncle or whatever <laughs> from Argo City, which is like I think in the books it's Candor City that her all her people are trapped in because it's like yeah. another city from Krypton, like because that planet blew up, so they're like, oh, he can't have a cousin because this planet blew up. But no, we saved one city. We just shrunk it down to a miniature size and blasted it off to a different part of the universe. And then she got to Earth and, and as Jordan said, got all these superpowers. But, um, you know, I can rate it. But we, I mean, it. it's like I'm not even hiding. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not hiding the fact that I love the movie. What are you going to do? I know, right? You could probably take a guess and you'd probably guess right that it's a binge now. I love a girl power story. And I love that they're kind of chasing around this like dumb hot dude. So, well, not just any girl power story, like the ultimate girl female empowerment. It's Supergirl. Yeah, she's the the empowered girl. Um, Yeah. And of course, like they didn't really try to. Yeah. I mean, like a lot of guys complain in modern stories that like when the guys are written in, it's just kind of like the you know, the eye candy or whatever, they don't have much to do with like, they don't have a CB story or whatever. You know what I mean? Like if mm-hmm. the, it's the female lead, but like, I mean, he helped out a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and, uh, and he's just there as like a, he looks like a soap opera beefcake, you know, from like back in the day, like eighties, nineties right. TV or something like he's like, I don't even know anything. I didn't actually research the actor. That's like not even important. I mean, cause right. it's just really about, Supergirl duking it out with Selena the whole time, you know? So. I mean, Ethan wasn't bad, you know? He just wanted to, like, have an honest life with who he mm. thought was, what was her Earth name? Laura? Laura Kent, yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, he only got kind of stupid, like, not very smart when he was, you know, in the big ginormous layer with Selena for a couple times when they're eating popcorn. But otherwise, yeah, he was helpful. He's... You know, he's cute. So I'm all for Ethan. But yeah. he looks like he's from the Pacific Northwest for some reason. Hmm. Okay. Maybe it's the beard. Dark skin and black hair. He's very cute. So. Well, there you have it, folks. I mean, that's a binge now all the way around, you know. And if Dave's grinding his teeth from the grave, I mean, that's what maybe brings it back to life. Like, what if he hates Supergirl? <laughs> And so he's like, I gotta come back. I gotta tell them. <laughs> Just crawling like a zombie. It's more of a resurrection, yeah, for his distaste yeah. of Supergirl. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's like, they're like, Dave, you know, flu one or influenza one. We really had your number called. You you were done for. And then he like, he's on the ventilator and he's like, binge never. <laughs> yeah, we have another co-host, folks. He's not here. He's sick, all right? So, you know, send him like soup. You know, soup.com forward slash binge for 50% off all your soup. There's the fake plug. We've been waiting There's for the it. Fake plug. Yeah, <laughs> been they've been coming hot. Yeah. <laughs> OmahaSteak.com. Try binge. See what happens. Which one is fake? I don't know. Flip a coin. Um, oh, we just rated it. We're done. No, I'm just kidding. Like, did you, did you watch any other movies this week besides... Uh, I, actually, folks, you should really watch Supergirl. It's actually... It was considered a flop. Like Dave would have probably wanted me to ensure everybody knows how much of a flop the movie was. Mm -hmm. And then again, it goes back to maybe John just hates like maybe John. Well, not hates, but maybe John loves bad movies. I don't know. But like. I watched Supergirl when I was like nine and ten. Like maybe maybe do you like maybe stuff can influence you stronger when you're little. I don't know. But like I would point everybody out to Supergirl. Like there's a new show now. And I think uh, Helen Slater comes back and doesn't uh, uh, plays like the aunt or something of the Supergirl now, like the I modern Supergirl. But so that's when a movie called Legend of Billie Jean and 
secret of my success. So she's like, Helen Slater is like one of the it girls in the eighties, you know? And like, uh, I mean, I already said it at the beginning of the episode. She's freaking Supergirl. I mean, like, you know, that's it. Like, um, it's as Supergirl's as good as any of the Christopher Reeve Supermans. And he's considered like the golden boy, like the high mark of super of Superman. Right. I just and, love good eighties, like special effects mm. too. I feel like there's something so nostalgic about it. And like, it just still stands well for its time. I love them. I would say, except for the part where she's being stretched by like the Selena's demon. We'll go with it. Whatever. She's going to fight a demon. I forgot to say that. It's not just about a witch fighting a Supergirl. She's got to fight a demon. Girl yeah. power on both sides, though, for Supergirl and Selena. Mm. So I love that. So, or if we want to be villain. equals, you'd be like straight power, just powerful things happening. There you go, all the power. Just watch Supergirl. I don't know. I've said it like six times. Yeah, watch it. Uh, did you watch anything else? We can move on to staff picks. Did you watch anything else you can recommend this week? Um, I did a shameful screening, and mm. I did watch The Last Samurai, and that was. I thought excellent. I loved that. Um, I one of my favorite scenes is when the samurais come out and the when you first see them and they're like coming through the forest and they just look absolutely terrifying. Um, and Taka is just stunning. So lots to like about that movie. And um, yeah, I've been watching a lot, but one of the feel goods that I had watched for this week was Hardball. With Keanu. Oh, the baseball movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Inner city Chicago. And he's coaching this grade school team. And it's kind of the boys like only thing to do for fun. And like their only really good positive outlet in their lives. And it was just at the very end. I don't want to spoil it if people haven't seen it. I but will. Spoil <laughs> it. No. Usually in these sports movies, especially like with the kids, they're usually like a moment of inspiration that inspires the team to come together and like win the big game but like this movie no it rocks you with a tragedy like halfway through the movie and you're like wow it feels like they just blew up the heart of the team and then it's like rebuilding after that but it's yeah man they set it up in such a way that it it hits pretty hard you know so hard yeah and that's what my boyfriend was asking like you just is social media and stuff is like name a more sad death Cinema death than the one in Hardball. So maybe Simon Birch. Is that with um? I haven't have seen. Look it up. Yeah, I'll have to. Or I'll Jenny have... from freaking Forrest Gump. That one is <laughs> that is a very uh, good contender for that. So there's uh, it's a sad death. Have you ever seen this really great movie? What is this called? And it's based on a novel. I gotta think of this. I gotta think of this. I gotta think of this. There's um. The, so Brad Pitt was in these classic novel adaptations. One of them's an American novel and one might be an American or English novel. Let me think mm-hmm. of this. So River Runs Through It is is one about brothers and their uh like religious dad mm-hmm. and their and the river like it's like they grow up around this this specific water and it's about their lives. And then um but there's another one. Jesus, it's like one of my favorite movies and it's skipping my mind. There's three brothers. Brad Pitt's one of them. The youngest brother wants to go help out in World War One, and the dad's like, well, I was in the American Indian Wars. Like, we don't do wars. Like, you don't know what you're asking for. And the dad is Anthony Hopkins. Mm. Oh, man. I'm going to look this movie up uh, while we're talking. 
Um, I'm going to try to find this movie. But, um, oh, man. I, I don't even know how to find it. It's like, uh, I'll go on to Brad Pitt's little movie directory thing. Oh, I'll remind people what a shameful screening is. So she was saying she had a shameful screening. That's basically like um, if there's movies that she should have uh, watched, like modern classics or classics got around to on her playlist. And so she was just bringing up one of those. And then um, I, I like the movie she's talking about. It blends real samurai history with um, the perspective of dropping in a Westerner because I think there was trades established, but we were selling guns to them. And there's like they wanted to modernize or right, modernize like have progress country. inside the country. But it was like the samurai way of life was dying. I mean, I know the the last samurai in the movie played by freaking uh, what's his, what's the dude who was just in top. Ken- Gun, what's his name? Ken, oh, are you talking about Tom Cruise? Yeah, Tom Cruise really, there oh. wasn't like a, his character's not real, like not in real life. He's not, right. he didn't really go to Japan and be that guy, but it, it's like, uh, he, um, he becomes a prisoner of war and then he yeah. essentially is forced to learn the ways of the samurai and just really finds beauty in the fact that they have so much like they had so much dedication to their craft or really anything that they do. And so he ends up fighting for the samurai in the last battle between the empire and the army that he's trying to build um, after they make sam- becoming a samurai or being a samurai, the way of a samurai life illegal. And it was so sad. So the tone of the last samurai with its Western style dramas and its visual poetry actually goes along with the movie that I was trying to remember what it's called. It's called legends of the fall. And there's three brothers and the youngest one is reading the newspaper about what's going on in world war one and wants to go help out. And at that time, America wasn't involved in world war one, but you could volunteer and then go fight for Europe. Right? So the youngest brother goes, gets killed, tears the family apart. And he was supposed to marry this other woman. So now she's like a widow and the family's taking care of her. And then like, I think the Brad Pitt character and the other brother fall in love with her simultaneously and then now it's about like, well, how do we honor this lady who was like, you're technically the widow or the widower or whatever, how you ever say it, of like your brother. And uh, and the youngest brother was like super innocent. You know what I mean? And clearly like the dad knew he would get killed. The other brothers were like, well, you're not the one who's like the warrior in the family. Like this is not going to end well. And then sure enough, it comes comes to fruition. So just, I was just trying to think of other things. <laughs> it's just like, I'm sure there's a list of sad movie deaths. Well, uh, and yeah, you know, that's the part of Last Samurai is that like... Well, he, happy holidays, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> talk about right? all the sad <laughs> he essentially Jeez. killed a samurai and then now the samurai's wife has to take care of Tom Cruise as a prisoner of war. So it mm. is, it's got some layers, but what about... If you, you can you find watch? that uncut director's cut, you might see a sex scene or two. Ooh, I'll have to go back and look for no, that. No, not really. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, I think the director's cut just has more samurai action. Well, uh, also great option because it was really good. But doesn't so. like the main samurai son also get killed? Yeah, he does. Yep. They cut first. They torture him by cutting off his hair, which is like sacred, and yeah. then they then he gets like shot full of arrows or get no. He's shooting arrows at the guys that have the guns, and it's like yeah. again warrior poetry. It's like it's a feudal thing. You're gonna get defeated, but you're still giving everything you got, and then some. Yeah. Um I was thinking of Saving Private Ryan that's sad. I guess it has some moments that are like really uh, traumatic and kind of sad. Um, I know soldiers in real life had a hard time watching Saving Private Ryan. 
obvious reasons. Like it brought them right back to the situation they were in. But um, I'm laughing because of the Mickey Mouse reference, not laughing at the movie and what the people went through, but they were using Mickey Mouse as like a metaphor and they kept saying Mickey Mouse. And then they were trying to translate the German soldier and he kept talking about Mickey Mouse. Um, yeah. Do you Did have you? your stocking stuffers? I do. Still? Did you watch anything that was? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I watched a uh, season finale of white Lotus two, which must be on my mind. Cause I did slip it out earlier in the show. And, um, I mean, all around the second season is kind of disappointing. Uh, I won't give away that. I won't spoil who died. Cause there's always a murder in each, uh, each season. Oh. And, uh, Oh, I watched, have you ever seen the goat? Did I already bring this up? Did I already talk about the ghosts of girlfriends past with Matthew McConaughey? Did I already bring that up on the last one? Mm-mm. Okay. So it's like Christmas Carol. Like the, the uncle Scrooge thing is like Scrooge, like is like a rich dude and gets visited by three ghosts past, mm-hmm. present and future. They also did it with the Muppets. Like it's actually the 30th anniversary or 35th anniversary of the Muppet Christmas Carol, which was played really seriously by the, uh, like human actors, so it makes it even funnier with the Muppets. It has Michael Caine, but the version I'm talking about is Matthew McConaughey is a photographer, and he gets visited by three ghosts because he's raised by kind of like a playboy uncle mm-hmm. after his parents are killed at a young age with him and his brother. Again, another sad setup, right, in a movie. And um, he's attending his brother's wedding, and then that's where the ghosts visit him, so it's kind of a creative way to do the Christmas Carol. It's all happening at the wedding, and it's dumb, guys. It's sort of a romantic comedy from the early 2000s, but I thought what a great device to retell Christmas Carol. Cause every year there's like a new version of Christmas Carol. Right. Right. But I watch this movie every so often. I just like it. I mean, and there's actually one really dramatic scene where he's crying and one of the ac- other actors is crying and his speech that he give- gives is like actually really good. And you go, Oh, so this is like the moment where he goes from like romantic comedy and comedy like Matthew McConaughey and then like transitions into like straight drama. You know what I mean? And then gets to that movie. This is, this is where Dave Dave needs to be here to plug in the holes in my memory for movies. <laughs> I, like, there's a movie where Matthew McConaughey plays a guy that gets AIDS, and then he's looking for ways to cure it, and like goes to Mexico. Dallas and meets, Buyers Club. Dallas Buyers Club. Thank you. Great freaking movie. So you see, okay. like, you see the journey of like from Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. Oh, and Jennifer, what's her name? Who used to be married to uh, Ben Affleck is in it. Jennifer Gardner is in it. He does her. a great job. So, yeah, people watch it. That's like a binge later. So if you've watched all these holiday <laughs> movies and you're like, what am I going to plug in? Freaking <laughs> Ghost of Girlfriend's Past. Click. It's on. Um, now we're going to draw a stock and surface for next week because we'll probably be back unless the winter storm knocks out the whole country. I, I thought, like, maybe Jordan Savage wouldn't even be here to savagely describe these movies because, like, I thought the snow was going to be worse for you than it is for me. I, I'm outside of Boston right now. She's in Colorado somewhere. It's mm-hmm. cold. There's snow. Sucks. <laughs> like I'm done with it. Yeah, I hear I'm... California got hit. So hopefully Dave's fine. But yeah, it's coming this way. I'm supposed to get it tonight. Bummer. Should I unwrap the one that's wrapped or should I grab the one that's unwrapped already? Oh, yeah. Let's just keep going with the ones that came wrapped. Okay. For the audience, too. Oh, it's also purple. <laughs> like, yes. Last week was purple. It's also purple. Same color. All right, so we're drawing this week's stock and stuff for it's going to be the movie review. Next week is in a little gift bag. Jordan's unwrapping several. I can put the one that's unwrapped back in one of the gift bags for next that's week. That's funny. That's funny. So, yeah. And we have. What is it? Earth Girls Are Easy. Yeah. So, great movie. 
Uh, funny title. I don't think the title would fly today, but we're going to watch it anyway. I might have to change the name of the podcast. Like when I put it up on Google, be like, you can't talk about this naughty stuff. Earth Girls are easy. It's a comedy. I mean, got Jeff Goldblum. I just realized, I realized something about the aliens, but I think I should maybe save it for the episode. But I realized something about them, which is really funny, which I'll tell you offline. Like before we wrap up tonight, I'll tell you what I know. And just figured out because I watched this movie like 11 times. And I've just thought about how the movie begins, what how the characters interact, what they eat, and then and then like you and Dave as pet owners, and something I figured out about, about this movie. And uh, so we'll be back next week. We'll be talking about Earth Girls Are Easy. Thank you for binge watching with us. And um, I don't know, don't get snowed in. And if you do, watch Supergirl. There you go. Hell yeah. <laughs>